Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. Today we talk about the worst of the Oscars and check out some trailers. Plus have fun with math and introduce an all new segment. It's time for a top three turf war. This Friday in wide release, we get The Disaster Artist, and it's getting some serious Oscar buzz for James Franco. So we thought, because it's based on a terrible movie. Well, it's based on the making of what some people consider the worst movie of all time. Of all time. We thought, hey, what terrible movies have scored Oscars? Right. So this is our top three turf war about the worst Oscar winning films. Ivana, want to kick us off with your number three? My number three is Lost in Translation. What? I hate that movie. You hate that movie? It won for Best Original Screenplay. And I would actually replace it in that category with Finding Nemo, which I think is a brilliant film. All right. That's fair. Like, Finding Nemo's great. Yeah. I, I really dislike uh, Lost in Translation. I, I really dislike the film. I've seen it twice, I think, because everyone kept talking about how great it was, and I thought maybe I'm missing something. And it didn't, it didn't hit even the second time around. Well, and that's the thing about these, right? Like, some of these movies on my list probably aren't going to hit for a lot of you listeners. And, uh, and yeah, Lost in Translation for me definitely wouldn't. But I think I kind of agree with you. That if Finding Nemo was up for original screenplay, yeah. like that is an excellent screenplay. It's excellent. It's original. Uh, that movie made me cry. It was like the beginning of the like, oh no, I have to watch out with Pixar because I'm just going to cry like a baby. That's a good one. Um, okay. All right. Uh, my number three is Avatar. You know it. I know it. I do not like this movie. I, I, I just... Don't know why we're getting four more sequels. Four? Four more? They're making five they're of them? They're making like five of these movies. Wow. I can't believe it. And I don't know people who are still talking about this movie. Yeah, no. I feel like it was a visual feat at the time. And that is not the award that I'm poo-pooing it for. Because like, while I have a problem with any shitty movie winning an Oscar anyways... Yeah, okay, you get a give me because its visual effects are the movie. Yeah, and 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 it did it was really great in that category. Not all of mine are things I would like replace it with in terms of the category. I just went based on is the movie good. Well, I I'm not poo-pooing it for visual. I'm poo-pooing it for cinematography. Because when you put a film like Avatar that's done mainly in green screen and in a computer and you put it up to the freaking genius lightning lighting of the white ribbon that almost is entirely in candlelight. I, I cannot fathom how you say, yeah, no, like look at the beautiful lines and look at, look at the beautiful scenes and everything. It's a fucking blue screen. Okay. People didn't have to set up every single thing so that the camera was going to go through a tunnel and have like beautifully lit black and white. Like I've had this argument for like the last six years, (laughs) (laughs) but I really am disappointed that the white ribbon did not score uh, cinematography. So that is why. Maybe because it's just not well known enough. It very well could be because it's not well known enough, but I mean, it was in the category. It was it was there. Yeah, it deserved it, and it lost. And that uh, that. And if you haven't seen the White Ribbon, you should totally check it out. It's like really interesting. It's it's unlike a lot of things I've ever seen. So you should check it out. Number two for me is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm. All right. So what was that nominated for? It won for costume design. Oh. And to be honest. I, you know, the co- the costume design of the movie is not so bad. I thought it was kind of interesting. Although I think I preferred Allied to win the costume design award. Okay. But I nominated it not because of 
that I thought it had such horrible costume design, it, it's because I just don't think the movie was so Yeah, good. it's not a great movie. It's not an Oscar caliber movie. Exactly. Like people, even today, people aren't going like, you know what? Can't wait for that Fantastic Beast sequel. Well, I'm shocked at how much buzz it is getting. Because well, I, the because first of Johnny was so, Depp, I think. Yeah, I think it must be because the first was so disappointing to people. Definitely. I mean, this is riding on the coattails of one of the biggest franchises that ever graced the silver screen. And to come out with this prequel story, I mean, it almost is as meh. I mean, it, I shouldn't say that. It's fine. And there's some delight in it. But it's not Oscar caliber. No, exactly. It's perfectly fine. It, you know, hits a younger audience and all this stuff. But it's not Oscar. It's not Oscar worthy. Nothing about it is mind blowing. So uh, mine also was from last year and it is uh, my number two is Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Look, I just don't think the same thing we just said. Now Suicide Squad is known as Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Like you could say that. And that is not right. Because Suicide Squad is a mess. And it won for Best Makeup, I'm assuming for Killer Croc. It was up against Star Trek Beyond. I, yeah, I, I love the makeup in Star Trek Beyond. I would have given it to Star Trek Beyond because it's a better film. Um, but it's, it's really just the caliber of filmmaking. Suicide Squad is messy and junky. And you're trying to fill... It's basically a music video. Music videos should not win Academy Awards. And that is my whole reason for having it at my number two spot. I mean, it's not an Oscar caliber movie. Again, again, it's similar to Fantastic Beasts in that it was perfectly fine in the sense. I of disagree. I you hate, could watch. I it. hate Suicide Squad. I will never watch Suicide Squad again. I may put on Fantastic Beasts if it's like on TV and nothing else is on. Suicide Squad, I would rather like. Jump out my window. I guess I just don't really see the big difference. Any like to me, Suicide Squad versus Wonder Woman. Sure, Wonder Woman was better, but like not to some any crazy extent to me. They're now all blurring into the same movie over and over again. Whereas I think Wonder Woman is light years ahead of Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad has. A terrible villain. It has a t terrible characters who aren't developed properly. It's got, um, it's got a mess of a story that basically like shifts gears halfway through, and and you have this ending that is so anticlimactic. I'm not saying so that is Wonder Woman's ending. I was just gonna say not to say that like Wonder Woman up against Ares isn't sort of like wow, been there, done that, but. The setting's great, and leading up to that point, you you you're on board with Wonder Woman. You're on board with Chris Pine. I just could not get there with the Suicide Squad. And I that's got why there, there on like I got there a little bit more with Wonder Woman, but not much. It's so typical for you. Wonder Woman is overhyped. Yeah, it's totally overhyped. And for me, I'm like, I just I walked out of that theater and i said ah, i could do that again right now no i could not yeah so what's your number one my number one worst academy award-winning movie of all time is sweeney todd the demon barber of fleet street i'm with you i'm not a fan of that musical at all at all it won for production design uh i think it there will be blood should have won i love the production design there i am with you there a hundred percent because we're talking about physical production design yeah and there is so much in sweeney todd done in post that it's like green screen craziness i just think that uh we've seen the production design of sweeney todd in other movies and there will be blood was an original take of an original story um i think like Sweeney Todd borrowed a lot. It didn't bring in much new to the table. That's fair. And I think, you know, when you have Tim Burton at the helm, you're expecting a lot of original things. And when you don't deliver on that, that, that also really plays into the fact that the movie's not not that great. It's kind of meh. The, yeah. You're right. The production design is just this, this London we've seen a million times. Yeah, like I feel like everything about that movie, it's like, yeah, okay, I've seen it before. It's 
fine, I guess, but together it's a hot mess for this movie. Well, my number one, I can't believe we didn't have anything that was the same. I'm, I'm surprised, but I appreciate and respect your picks. My number one is the golden compass for visual effects because the golden compass is God awful. And I would have given it to the order of the Phoenix or even, and it's not a great film, but across the universe for visual effects. There is no reason that this polar bear friended movie that is so garbage, like just terrible. Isn't it should be animated? An, no, exactly. You would think this movie's got to be an animated movie because it looks so cheap. I've never it seen it. It looks so bad. And the story's awful. Every, nothing lands. And it's like the visual effects are polar bears who can talk. And screw that. I'm sorry. The freaking Coca-Cola commercials do it better. And fuck you, The Golden Compass. I hate this movie so much. Order of the Phoenix. Just think of the ending of The Order of the Phoenix where they're in there looking for those prophecies with all the orbs falling. Like, that is so different and amazing. And you give it to the Golden Compass. Fuck it. No. <sighs> Agreed. All right. So now we've got a list of six to actually choose because we have nothing aligned. Yeah. Um. I feel like. All right. So number Sweeney one. Sweeney Todd is like the worst movie of all these movies. Oh, I would go with the Golden Compass is the worst movie of all these movies. I mean, I've never seen the Golden Compass, but it just doesn't seem so bad because it's at least a children's film. But it was supposed to set up this trilogy and it couldn't even do that. Well, yeah, but like. Because it was so bad. They're, they were like, we're not putting any more money in this shit. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel. Think about how many Ice Ages they fucking made. Yeah, but they make money, right? That's right. That's what I'm saying. The Golden Compass, children's film, nothing. What's it about? It is, oh God, I don't fucking know. Honestly, the story is ridiculous. The polar bears are stupid. The villain is Nicole Kidman. I don't, I can't even tell you the plot. I have forgotten it. It's so forgettable. Oh, I remember this movie. I'm looking it up right now. In I, it was like supposed to be, it looked cool-ish from the trailers, but not enough. Totally garbage in my opinion. Anyway, I'm okay with putting Sweeney Todd at one if we put Golden Compass at two. I'm okay with that. And then we need to come up with a three. Obviously, Suicide Squad is something that you don't find as like worthy as Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What's your other one? Well, what did Fantastic Beasts was costume design? And what was the one that you thought should win? Allied. But the, like, I'll be honest, Fantastic Beast. I didn't have such a problem with the award it won. It was the movie. That's the same thing with my number two. Are are like, because the segment is the worst Oscar movies, not the worst Oscar wins. Of course, no, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm just trying to find a deal breaker here for how we get to the number three spot because I think Suicide Squad is a million times worse than Fantastic Beasts. At least Fantastic Beast, you get that delightful side character. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Like, Fantastic Beast, while not Oscar-worthy, was, like, you know, a somewhat fun movie to watch. There were things about it that I was okay with. And also, like... What's your other one, though? Your third? Avatar, which I could totally take or leave. I mean, people will probably be upset if I say Avatar is one of the worst Oscar Well, movies. I also think that, like... Suicide Squad is worse than Avatar. I like agree. If we're going to compare them together, yeah. I think Suicide Squad is the worst of those. Just because I didn't uh, hate the it. The Golden Compass, Suicide Squad. I think that's our list. Yeah, I agree. Number three, Suicide Squad. Number two, The Golden Compass. And the number one worst Oscar winning movie is Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Boom. Honorable mentions. This is where I went a little more best picture territory. Okay. I don't know about you, but I fucking hated the King's speech. I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. But the social network should have won. Oh, 
love, love the social network. Yeah. So I think, and the King's Speech won best original screenplay. Do you know what it was up against? What? Inception. Eh. Explain this to me. Inception isn't as great as people think it is, I don't think. But think about the screenplay. Think about having to write that. Think about the person who had to come up with the idea of a dream and a dream and incepting an idea and this versus, hey, you know, that king had a stutter once. Maybe we write something about that. Not, no, I, to me, it's not. That's not like that argument doesn't sway me in any way. What? I thought you'd be on board. I mm. really did. Because I think Inception is fantastic and it's, it's very clever. If, if I'm putting the king's speech next to Inception, I'm saying. Inception's got to win for creativity for all all the points all for the ending like fucking all those things and the king's speech peace out it's an honorable mention though yeah that's fair oh but more so the social network should have took it over yeah i i love the social network that's a great movie um what else what else do you have well i got shakespeare in love beating out saving prayer ryan i i don't have like a, a huge problem with shakespeare in love that's why i didn't make the top three um, I can watch it, but I, but saving Private Ryan, like just should have won. And then crash. Um, I felt like that movie was really generic and we've seen a lot of like racism films about that. And it was in a year where good night and good luck was my favorite movie of that year. And I think that that should have won. Um, but crash is not a great movie. King's speech, not a great movie. Shakespeare in love is fine yeah i never saw shakespeare in love the concept doesn't thrill me like so i just never bothered um and crash you know a lot of people hate crash i don't hate it i think it is a fun movie to watch and i mean i don't remember what it was up against and i didn't see the movie that you just mentioned um but I don't think it's such a horrible movie. It's got a good message. It also won. Um, it is generic. It won over Munich for film editing, which I also thought was like, what the hell? Because <laughs> Munich's editing is amazing. Like the, there's a scene, this suspense scene in the film that is just done so well. Like the geography of the action is amazing. And I just. Uh, Crash, you're right. It's not like I don't think Crash is a horrible movie. I just think it's it's just not it's that generic. Oscar-y. It's not Oscar winning. Yeah, but to me, Hidden Figures was the same. Like it's generic. It didn't. I win. am with you there. I didn't win. So yeah. like, let's you know go with that. So like, I can I, and I've noticed like the Help was also nominated. The Oscars like to nominate and the one. Help won for Octavia Spencer's role in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? We didn't say any like. It won because of an actor. It's like we're like saying, no, 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 your role was fine in it. That makes sense. Yeah. Because but I guess you can be. A- again, I looked at movies I didn't like, not I know. wrong wins. So I know I, it was just luck. Like it wasn't like I had no going in. I did not go in thinking, let me find an actor that should have won over another actor. No, no, I know. But we judge a lot of our movies by the acting. What else is on your honorables? Uh, I had. Bridge of Spies, which I really did not like. I know. I thought it was boring. Yeah, I know. And uh, Spider-Man 2, which I also didn't like. Fucking Spider-Man 2. I didn't even find that one. What was it? What did it win? Uh, visual effects. Do you remember what it, who it won over? Mm, P- Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Wait, wait, wait. Not the Amazing Spider-Man 2. No. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. The one that everyone loves, but I hate. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought... I don't know why I thought Amazing Spider-Man 2 when we've had this argument where you love Art Andrew Garfield and I hate him. Yeah, I think he's great. He was great in Ugh. Social Network and he was great in Spider-Man. Um, but no. So I can't, I can't, I think Spider-Man 2 is a fantastic movie. I will not agree with you on that. I, I don't like the movie and I found the visual effects the worst in that movie. I didn't think that spider-man cgi he he didn't he looked like he was made of play-doh or like what how how should i say this he looked like he didn't have a spine or like bones all throughout that movie so even especially for the cgi and the fact that it won for visual effects um 
to me makes it worse because I thought that they didn't give enough credence to like physics when they animated that movie. It's actually interesting how many times I think Harry Potter lost a visual effects award when the visual effects in Harry Potter are what make that movie though. Like those movies so believable Mm -hmm. and, and give you the idea that they're set in a realistic world. That's the thing. Like there's a lot of thought and effort in those teams. Those creative teams create beauty in front of your eyes. And honestly, I think Spider-Man two was like, how can we make it bigger? But nobody cared about the details. And it bothered me as I watched it. And let alone the fact that I didn't even like the story of it. The two once I, I hate this thing about two bad guys. One bad guy should be all you should have in a movie. So so you didn't like Harry Osborn in Spider-Man 2? I think it should have been only Harry Osborn. But he hadn't discovered that Peter was Spider-Man. That was like the big twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, uh, then you get Doc Ock, who's amazing. No, I hate it. I would have the movie w- could have been good if there was no Doc Ock. No, that's Doc Ock is the one who like you need Harry to go mad over three films, I think. And you need Doc Ock in there as this mentor to Peter. Like Harry's never going to be that. So, so when you realize how big the stakes are, that this is your hero and you got to talk him down, you're not going to be able to like really go toe to toe with him because you respect him so much. I think, you know, it adds a lot of character conflict there. It didn't, uh, it really didn't hit for me. I, I don't I don't understand. I think there's something with you in superheroes right now. Yeah, I'm currently very sour, but I hated the movie even then. So, you know, I saw it in theaters and I felt very gypped. I did not feel gypped. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like we could keep going. I think that it's an incredible film and I think it's important what time Spider-Man came out in the world and. I, I love Spider-Man. I love the Raimi Spider-Man so much. So much. Okay, it's break time. So, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas season. We're in December. Do you have a tree? Yeah, Becky put the tree up. She went and got it while I was at movie club. Wow. She got it somehow into the car. Somehow got it into our apartment. And it's a real tree, right? Real tree. Somehow set it up by herself, and by the time I got home, the lights were strung on it. What? Yeah. Wow. She's a superhero. It was great because uh, I didn't. We didn't have to have our annual Christmas fight, so that was awesome. <laughs> Normally, I'm standing there for 25 minutes as she's saying, "Let me see. I gotta adjust. Let me get the camera. I don't know." And I start to lose it around the 10 minute mark. <laughs> and then comes the decorating of the tree, which I'm not actually like really allowed to help with i mean i could but i don't want to have to learn her system of where everything goes on at the tree Mm -hmm. which she has somehow in her brain i don't understand it like oh i'm not surprised people who are into the decorating have like the first year we were together took a little mouse out of the out of the the box of decorations Mm -hmm. and i put it on the tree a little bit a little bit higher up on the tree. It looked really good. Went in for another. Um, how'd this little mouse get all the way up here? <laughs> uh, well, I, like I just put it there. It's like, well, how, now how could that happen? What? <laughs> the mouse belongs at the bottom. He's a little mouse. It would take him a long time to get to the top of the tree. Wow, that's so cool. She has, like, logic. Becky, do you have a place for everything in this box? Yes. Great. I'm out. Going to put on a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think if someone has a system and it's very particular to them, you know, let them do it. Like, I think don't get involved is the best way. <laughs> so what about you? Do you have your tree up? Or how does how's it going to work? Like, you're back and forth so often that... Okay, let, are you going to have it in Pittsburgh? Let me um, just mention something. I've never had a tree and... Ever? Not of my own accord. What about Blake? Does he set something up? No, we don't do anything. Wow. 
You just basically ignore the holiday. Yeah, I mean, like, we have to go to his parents' house and celebrate it hard because his parents are super into Christmas. But, like, I am zero into Christmas. Okay, all right. So not even, like, uh, like some stringy lights or anything? No, what, I'm going to waste my time putting up some decorations. I've got better things to do. All right, I understand. You're, uh, you know, you've got a lot more movies to watch this year by the end of the year, and... Yeah, and I'm making a movie. That's a lot of time and effort. I get it. I know. And you're like like just getting destroyed in serious survival. Like <laughs> this is a lot to take on at this time of year. Either way, I care as much about Christmas as I do about birthdays, and so I just opt out. It's app time. So Google has tapped the app of the year, and it is Socratic. It's a math homework app. Uh, so Ivana and I are like, wow, app of the year. We have to give this a try. Yeah. So we each downloaded it. So the way it works is kind of kind of neat. Like you point your phone at a math problem. Or like at a homework assignment that you get. We tried it on other su- like subjects as well. Yeah. And there were some things that like it would just go to Google for or it recognized a word and would give you the definition of that word. Right. Or it... Just like showed that picture and was ready to send it to the groups that you've made of like friends who are also doing homework. That's right. So that you can uh, like crowdsource. Yeah. Crowdsource your answers for your homework. Yeah. But where this thing really shines is in that like algebra and geometry. All you got to do is take a snapshot of your picture and then boom, it'll not only tell you how it got the answer. Like, it'll detail out how you can find it next time. Yeah, like, it, it it explains each step of the math problem. So if you actually go through it yourself, you'll see how it got to the answer. And then further, you can, like, swipe, and then you get, like, the theory, like, why is it this way? And then you can swipe, and you get, like, even more information. So you can really, like, learn from the app. You can also do it to totally cheat on your homework. Totally cheat on your homework, guys. But... You How also, do you show your work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's totally like you can cheat on your homework, but you can do that anyway. But I think the important and valuable part is you can learn from this if you decide to. I think it's an awesome thing. Um, if there's anything that's like crazy, like what is the percentage of this to this or something? A little snapshot. Yeah. Done. Got my percentage. Put that into my report. Here you go, boss. Yeah, I and and I liked it for the like, you know, what is X algebra type questions, but that's also my favorite kind of math. So see, I don't know how that math works. So this app is perfect for me. <laughs> but it was also neat to know that uh, at some point they might add different subjects to this. Yeah, I think it's going to expand as time goes on. It's got a very Snapchatty feel. In fact, it kind of like integrates. It looks like into Snapchat. Um, so it's fun. Like I like that about it. Hey, shut up! It's trailer trash! Okay, it's trailer trash time. We didn't give you guys any homework of what to watch, and it's because we're doing trailer trash. So we decided that we'd go into two trailers because we think one's going to win an Oscar and the other one is going to just be a huge movie that everyone and their mother goes to see. And everybody is talking about this movie. How can we ignore it as well? It is... The Avengers Infinity War teaser trailer. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I'm so over superheroes. And I'm even more over superhero teams. So you're not going to see this? I mean, like probably I will at some point, but definitely not in theaters. I'm not paying for that. You're not going to pay for this. So you saw all of that and you were not excited. No, it's so typical. It's just going to be big fight scenes. I'm not okay. Like, I know that Lord of the Rings are amazing movies, but you know what? I don't really like them because it's like 12 million hours of war scenes that I found utterly boring because I'm just not interested by fights and effects. Okay. Like, I'm not a very big visual person, so when something is, like, so visual, like, you just have to watch it visually, like, there's a reason why I don't like sports. But you and I have had conversations about how great The Avengers was. The original? Yes. Yeah. 
which was uh, a lot funnier and quippier and also the first of these like let's bring all the superhero movies together and so it was fresh and new and exciting but now every movie is that movie even when it is a single superheroes movie like you know um Captain America was absolutely an ensemble film of all the superheroes and let's like Thor also many superhero like I'm just there's too many superhero mashups and they're all fighting and you don't get any character development for a single character it's just everyone a little bit and it's all down to the visual effects there's no story there's no character um character development to me in those movies is forced I mean, I'm over it. I'm done. I've seen it. I've seen this movie. Like, what What new is are they going to bring? Well, I'm really excited because they have said that this is a finale. So I feel like there's going to be some stakes. And I think that people are going to die and they'll move on. I also... But I like, also here's really... the thing. How much do we care about these characters? Who cares if they die? Oh, I care about them because I've seen them in 18 movies. I've I haven't seen... The, the not caring about the characters the way you have. I have grown with these characters and I really want to see what happens with, you know, when Thanos shoves Iron Man into the ground. Like, I want to see that happen. Um, I, yeah, see, what that's all I will very say, physical. Like, it's just that's boring. What I will say about this teaser trailer is there were a couple of shots that I thought, okay, now I know that that, I guess, is going to happen. Or, you know, the reveal of the iron suit was, I would have got really excited in theaters if I had seen that because I am a comic book geek. So I think this, like The Last Jedi, this is going to be the last trailer I watch before I see this film. Okay. And I'm really excited because obviously I have my ticket for Star Wars. And I've only seen one teaser that was like 45 seconds. And gave nothing away. And somehow I have not watched anything else. No TV spots. No trailers. I haven't even read any fan theories. I am so excited to go into this movie like this. I want the same thing for the next Avengers. Uh, which is Infinity War. I'm, I'm also excited for more standalone movies of this. Like I want to see Black Panther when it comes out. Because I think... It'll be a different take that I haven't seen before. Like, remember how excited you were with Ant-Man? Yeah, uh, but Ant-Man is a stand standalone movie. and Yeah, I think after this big war, we'll go back to some standalone movies. And I'm, I'm ready for that, too. Yeah. I also, I think I've realized I'm really into the comedic ones. Like, if they're really serious, I'm finding them dull and boring. Because Deadpool's, like, your favorite movie of all time. Favorite superhero movie of all time. There's no better superhero movie. And Ant-Man is also up there for me, and the first Avengers had a lot of good comedy. I think I'm realizing there's, like, a sub-niche that really gets me in superheroes. And the serious takes... Unless you go really cool and creepy, like original Batman, where there's, like, so much ambiance and like you're creating a whole world that we've never seen before right now everything just seems like yeah i see i've seen this world i've seen these characters i've seen these plot lines i'm like not seeing anything exciting um and you haven't seen justice league no and i probably will at some point but it's gonna be like i'm gonna be interested to hear your take on it because it's part Zach, uh, Zach Snyder's vision and part Joss Whedon's vision. So yeah, but I'm also not into Joss Whedon right now. So oh right, right yeah. So I'm kind of like over him because he's such a hypocrite. Because he's a jackass. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I I also am not that interested in like supporting that movie. That's and, fair. And Zach Snyder, he's like super into serious like superhero stuff which I already know that I don't really want. And I feel like everyone talking about how that movie is such a hot mess, but loving Thor. If I'm going to watch a superhero movie right now, it's going to be Thor. Oh my God. You haven't seen Thor yet? No, but again, I have zero oh, I interest. Oh, I feel like it gave away something to you then. What? At the end of the trailer. Oh, you didn't, you missed it. Never mind. Never mind. Let's go to our second trailer. No, no, no. I don't think you understand. I could care less. 
Yeah, okay. And I also am not a person who hates spoilers. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing is going to surprise me in these movies. It's fine. Let's move on to our second trailer, which is Spielberg's new film that just kind of popped out of nowhere, and it's The Post. I didn't even know he was doing anything. I thought all his efforts were into Ready Player One, and all of a sudden we get this new Meryl Streep Tom. When did he make this? Well, I don't know. We can look it up, I'm sure. I'm sure we could, <laughs> man. But like Spielberg, are you going to do another like Jurassic Park and Schindler's List kind of year where you got a really serious movie and then you got this really fun movie? I think maybe that's kind of how it works. Like, I'll do this blockbuster if you let me do this important movie that I want to actually bring something forward. I wonder with. if Spielberg has to ask anymore. Well, you got to get funding. I mean, it's not like you can just not pay these people. I want Spielberg to just be like, hey, man, this is my passion project. I can fund this whole damn movie if I want to. That's, I think, a different thing. But if you're going for investors, you got to ask. Totally. That's that's why specifically I said, do you think Spielberg has to anymore? I have a feeling that Spielberg is the kind of man who gets his movies funded. He doesn't I think fund. So you th- you don't think he throws his own money in? I he probably throws some of his own money in, but I think that he likes collaboration, and I think that he likes like it's almost like a pretest. If you can get other people excited and willing to put their money into the ring, then you know you have a hit. So what do you think of the post trailer? Uh, you know, we see Meryl Streep. This is obviously a a real story this happened in the 70s or the 80s or i don't really know the timeline i haven't done digging enough into it yet but you know meryl streep's character owns the washington post they found some some articles about the vietnam war some government secrets Mm -hmm. and they have to decide what they're going to do with them should the american people know about this or is it I mean, treason? It it it. I mean, so this this did happen, and we illegally entered uh, Korea through the Vietnam War, knowingly and purposefully to destabilize their economy and to set ourselves. This is like the beginning of Kissinger economics. I'm not that into this man. I think that he helped to set up and create the world that we live in right now. Um, and you don't love the world that we live in right now. No, I mean, I don't think that it's ethical to prop up, you know, dictators because they're going to serve the purposes of America and, I agree. and secretly provide them with things that you know is kind of illegal. And then later when you decide they're not on your side, declare war on them. Like, I think you're creating instability around the world for the benefit of your own country, which is a pretty low life thing to do. Uh, yes. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Yeah. So I think that's what this movie is all about. It's saying um, it's it's telling the world in a story. Look at all the shady stuff that we used to do. And this is what happens when you have a shady president who has shady people working for him. And like, be careful who you vote into office. Yeah. I mean, I saw this trailer and I thought to myself, there is no more relevant movie that is in theaters or coming out this year with maybe the exception of get out because I understand its relevancy. Um, you know, journalism are under fire by fake news by a president of a country who is trying to say journalism doesn't matter. Yeah. And I feel like journalism absolutely matters because who else is going to hold the government accountable? And I, I'm in for this movie. I think it uh, if Spielberg can pull off something that is more similar to Spotlight than Bridge of Spies, I think it'll be great. Now, here's a question. Um, is it like too soon after Spotlight? Are people going to be like, oh, this is Spotlight? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they very well could be comparing it to Spotlight. There are movies that uh, people are comparing apples and oranges on movies all the time, right? Right. People compare DC to Marvel. People compare, um, you know, Harry Potter to whatever other fantasy movies. 
<laughs> come out, right? Like people people compare things all the time. Lord of the Rings to these. I mean, this feels other like spotlight. Movies. This looks like spotlight. It feels like spotlight. It looks like. It's very much made in that way. We're having another story that says investigative journalism is important. Um, yeah. And I, But I think the point is we need movies that say journalism is important because right now we've got a president in office who where, where Spotlight showcased an epidemic. Right. This is showcasing the need for... Uh, Keeping the government accountable. Yeah. Right? It's it's church and state, really. Is, it is. is. You're right. This one is church and state. And I think that if it's, like, it could be really great, or it it could be, like, those HBO specials. Some of those HBO specials are great. Uh, they're, all, they're all, like, perfectly executed, but missing heart to me, like. Yes, and I... I hope that Spielberg brings the heart to this. You need the heart. I did feel like Bridges Spies was just kind of like, okay. But I also saw that there was heartfelt, heartfelt scenes in it. Right. So I know Spielberg can deliver that. It's just, you know, I don't know. Because he's had so many misses lately. He has had a lot of misses. I have a feeling that he is like going to come back. back I hope with a vengeance. so. Do you think Ready Player One will get him there or will it be the post? Oh, I think Ready Player One is going to be box office schlock and crap. Yeah, I don't know if Ready Player One's going to do well. No, I think it's going to do. It's going to make so much money. Oh, you think so? I don't know. I think I thought the BFG would make a ton of money and it didn't. Yeah, but it's it's a lot less box office I thought, schlock. I thought Tintin would make a lot of money and it didn't. Again, not box office schlock. But these are big Spielberg movies that There are, might be big Spielberg movies. That are fantastical and for families. Maybe, but they're not big the way that Marvel movies are big and Ready Player One is. I know, and don't you think that's interesting that Spielberg who 2 decades ago would be that big when he put something out now is, uh, you know, it's just like, okay. I think it, I don't think it has to do with Spielberg. I think it has to do with stories. Like Jurassic Park is a huge story. Tintin isn't. He's not choosing. He's not interested by those big blockbusters right now. Or he wasn't over the last few years. Now he's getting back into it. Yeah, maybe he's just trying to find his way. I mean, I thought War Horse was going to be big. And that really wasn't. War Horse seemed... Oscar y, not big. Okay, so the post, it's going to be nominated Best Picture, you think? Yeah. I think so too. Absolutely. You? Yeah, and I think Meryl Streep obviously will get her. I think she's going to get another Oscar. Yeah. She, well, it looks like she's doing such a good, like. I think Frances McDormand is going to win Best Actress this year. I'm just throwing it out there. For what? For uh, three billboards at. I can't remember the rest of the, the title right now, um, but it's sort of like a Coen Brothers type of flick, and she seems to be like really going. Uh, we'll watch the trailer together afterwards, but I kind of feel like she'll take Best Actress. Okay. But Meryl Streep obviously has can't go a year without nominating her for something. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, fucking the last year with that. What the hell? I don't even remember what that was. A Hugh Grant movie that was so she, she did, fluff. Did she? I didn't see it because I had zero interest. I can't even remember the name. How? Like, how are these movies? They're getting nominated. I can't even remember the name. Yeah, but like, I'm not surprised that movie got nominated, given what it is. It is. It's fluff. But it's at, still good acting fluff. Uh, I think Weinstein's name was on it, actually. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if they ignore Weinstein films this year. I think they're not going to punish everyone that worked on these movies just because Weinstein produced it. We'll see soon, too. Next week, I want you guys to come on a little bit of a roller coaster ride with us and watch a movie that I enjoyed called Waitress. I hated it. And Ivana hated it. So we're going to revisit in our classic Take Two segment. It's not really that classic. We've done like twice. Uh, only twice? That's yeah, all? I think we have to do it like six times for it to be classic. 
I think this podcast needs to be three years old for anything to be classic. Three years old? We're not even one. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to watch Waitress. It stars Carrie Russell and Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. And please watch it with us. And we will talk about that next week. And we'll talk about why Ivana has no tape. <laughs> Canada. Canada. America. Canada. America. Hey. Oh, you're probably high anyway. All right. We are very excited to announce the beginning of a brand new segment. It's called America versus Canada. Yeah, America. So um, this is just going to be a really fun segment. Who knows what it'll bring? What it must have, though, is a an American versus Canada component where we compare the two different countries and what it's like to live there. And because, you know, I think two thirds of our re- our listeners are in America. Yeah, they are. And one third is in Can- Canada. I Canada. love, I love you U S listeners. I love it. <laughs> uh, I think this will be a really fun and relevant segment where everyone gets to learn a little bit about a new country. Okay. So we're going to start with Canadian slang versus American slang. That's right. So there, there is a difference. Like I'm sure you've heard of Chesterfield and Tuke and stuff like that. Well, this is a little bit different. Um, these might be things that we say that you have no idea what we say. Right. So Jay's going to quiz me. Now, yep. I kind of have an unfair advantage because I'm like both Canadian and American now. Totally awful. But I think I found some good ones that will stump you. So okay. first one is... What does on pogey mean? Is it like the same as on point? It is not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what a pogey is. Is a pogey a hot dog? Is it like a a corn dog on a stick on pogey? Nope, it is not. Should I put it in a sentence for you maybe? So uh, Jim's not coming to the movie because he's on pogey this week. Uh, Working? On welfare is what that means. What? That's right. In a million years, I don't think I've ever heard this term. Neither have I. So Canadian slang on pogey is the same as saying on the welfare. All right. Okay. Another or how are you doing this? I'll do. I'll do one for you. Yeah. Um, and some of these aren't exactly slang slang, but they're kind of slang. All right. Uh, American cheese. What's that? Processed cheese. Yeah, you got it. See, I think I have an unfair advantage because I've been watching movies for so long that, like, your culture, America, has seeped into my brain. That was it. Like, I tried to find things that I thought isn't already used in Canada. So for those American listeners, fun fact about Canada, mostly we just copy America. Yeah. In, like, everything. But processed cheese here is Kraft Cheese Singles. Yeah, and we call it processed cheese. We don't call it uh, American cheese. Because that would be strange. I, well, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's coming from our Canadian dairy people. Yeah, but it's definitely American cheese. Like, you know, like a lot of Canadians, no offense to you Americans, but we'll be like, oh, yeah, America, the land of the processed food. That Well, yeah, people do say that. People yeah. do say that. Not that we don't have it here. We absolutely do. But it's just so unequivocally American that I feel like it makes sense. It's like French fries, American cheese. It just you know works. what? I've got one that works really well segued into this. What's my Molson muscle? Oh, that's like your forearm for picking up your beer. No, it's not. Is it your your pe- penis? What? I don't know. It's a muscle. You can like flex it. No, it is not my muscle <laughs> or my penis. I don't know. What's a Molson muscle? Molson muscle is my pot belly or my beer belly. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. Molson being a popular Canadian brand of beer. Yeah, specifically Molson Canadian. That's right. (laughs) Um, All right. Um, Powdered sugar. Okay, powdered sugar is... Oh, God, isn't it... Oh, I don't know. I don't know what powdered sugar is. It's like... It's like instant icing mix or something like that, isn't it? Isn't mm-hmm. that what that is? Uh, you're not far. Okay. It's it's icing sugar. Icing sugar. Yes, that's right. That's right. So even though all sugar is powdered, powdered sugar legitimately means the super fine powder icing sugar. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Putting powdered sugar. I think we've said powdered sugar in Canada before. Uh, we I usually use icing sugar. Icing sugar? Yeah. Okay. I don't do a lot of baking, so 
I probably would never have known that. All right, I gotta give you. I gotta give you one here. All right, so what's a click? A button? No. <laughs> <laughs> a click? I don't know. All right, I'll put it into a sentiment sentence. Uh, I'm gonna head to Timmy's because it's only three clicks away. Oh, kilometers. Kilometers. That's right. Oh. So in, uh, I guess I also said Timmy's in there. Yeah. Timmy's <laughs> is a local Tim Hortons and clicks are kilometers because we have the metric system. Yeah. Timmy's is like the same as Dunkin' Donuts. And yeah, we use the metric system, which is just better. I just like. Well, it it's, it's used everywhere. So yeah, the except whole world. the U.S. Yeah. But yeah. So we call kilometers clicks. Um. All right. The next one's hard. I saved the hardest okay. for last. I appreciate it. Uh, Monday morning quarterback. All right. The Monday morning quarterback is. Oh, man. It's. It's when you are. It's a coffee to get you into the office. No. <laughs> I don't even know how I would use it in a sentence, but it's okay. So the phrase uh, references like the idea of criticizing Sunday night's game Monday morning. So what it meant, you call oh, someone. Of course, it's a f actual football reference. Yeah, but you can use it for anything. So like if you come in and are, let's say we work together at an office and, yeah. you know, we screwed something up. And after we screwed it up, you sit there and go and explain why. Of course, we screwed it up and we should have known better. I can call you a Monday morning quarterback because the concept is, of course, it's easy to coach after the game is done. Oh, my God. I really like that term. Yeah, it's a really cool Monday term. Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. So it also doesn't have to be Monday morning. I guess it could be anything. No, no. But you just like call someone like, yeah, yeah, Monday morning quarterback. I like asshole. that. Like <laughs> I like that a lot. That's way better than hoser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next week. If you'd like to help us support the show, we would really appreciate it. All you have to do is hop onto iTunes or any podcast service that you use and just give us a quick rating and review. Our intro song comes from bensound.com and we encourage you to check out all of our show notes for more information about our music, our talented voice actors and our sound effects. And Jay and I love to hear from you, so you can reach us on your on our website, morethemovies.net. You can email us at hello at morethemovies.net. We're on Facebook, More Than Movies Podcast. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. I'm at It's Savannah. Thanks again for spending some time with us. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more. <laughs> <laughs>